are in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. I will be reading from the New King James Version. Uh, but I want to speak on the subject and look at your neighbor and say this. Don't shush me. Don't hinder me. Don't stop me. Don't keep me from uh, saying what I need to say. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Now they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, say cry out, cry out. and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Say, he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling. Somebody say, he's calling. And throwing aside his garment... He rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Say, follow Jesus. On the road. And may God add a blessing. As we look at this very familiar story, I want us to do something that I used to have uh, my athletes do when I was coaching them. And there's actually power in this, and I'm not trying to get weird on you. But we need to sometimes visualize the story that we are reading. And there's power in doing that because that is a form of meditation as we look upon the Word and we allow our minds through the Holy Spirit to put ourselves there in that place. And so I want us to visualize as Jesus is walking through Jericho. Now he had came into Jericho and when he first came in, he healed a blind man. But this text says Jesus came in to Jericho and as he was passing out of Jericho. Now in my mind's eye, there's some incongruence with that. In other words, what happened or did anything happen when Jesus was walking through Jericho? Or did he simply make his way one step at a time and the crowds begin to gather and he walks through Jericho and nothing else really happens. Now I can imagine this because I know that Jericho is a resort city. In other words, it is a place that people go to to relax and to rest up and to become energized. It is a place 
where there is not a lot of centering upon the problems and the situations, but rather an escape. Hear me. Now, there's nothing wrong with vacation. I do it. I hope that you, at times, not all the time, that you get away and you're able to replenish your body and your mind. But here is Jesus walking through, and the people, hear me, are content to just see what Jesus is doing, to just walk with him, but not really participate in what is going on. Not really ask anything. Are you, are, you, are you seeing this picture of people walking along with Jesus? Maybe they're talking with him and he might be saying a few things, but he's not stopped. There's been no miracles uh, other than the one when he first came in. We don't know for sure this, but in my mind's eye, I can see that the people are content to not truly encounter Jesus. Now, friends, that is a problem. And as we see this, there is a problem that if we do not watch out, we can enter into that same mentality. The Message Bible says that this was a Jesus parade. In other words, there, uh, when you watch the Macy's Day Parade, I've never been in it. I've never been along the sidelines. I've never got out there and danced and sang. Imagine that. I've watched it. And that's what they're content to do. But there's a problem when Jesus is in the place if we don't take time to reach out to him. If we don't take time to enter into what he is doing and to ask of him and to appreciate his presence rather than to just watch what is happening. How can we do that? We do it sometimes by coming to church and sitting in our regular place and singing our three songs and maybe it's a special day and we have communion but we don't really press in. Somebody help me out. And we don't really get into the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing and we just allow time to pass by. Oh, believe me, I love to come to church and I love you. I love God's people. I love singing. I love preaching, I love all of that, but that is not why we are here. We are here to encounter Jesus Christ. And we will never be the same again once we have encountered Him and His presence. You see, that's why we came. And, and I want you to know that uh, here is Jesus passing through and if not for Bartimaeus, Bart, Bar, the son of Timaeus, then Jesus might have passed through and there'd be no more miracles, no more encounters. He would have simply just passed all through. And I don't want him to pass through for sales, Kentucky. I want him to stop. I want him to do some miracles. I want him to change some lives. that Jesus wouldn't just pass through but that he would stop and, and so we don't want Jesus to simply pass through and want him to 
stop and we wanted to stay a while. But the problem was the people seemed content to stay where they were, simply watching, not desperate. This morning I have a question for you. Do I have any desperate people in the house? Maybe you're not. Maybe you don't realize your problem. And because we all got one. Without Jesus, we're in a pitiful shape. We're lost and undone without Jesus. Without a fresh encounter, hear me Christians, with Jesus, we are in a stalemate. And this is a relationship, not one where we say, oh, thank you, you saved me, Jesus, and I'm just going to sit back and relax till Jesus comes. That is not the intent that God saved you for. You see, do we have any desperate people in the house? Uh, Many of us have been talking about what happened in Asbury. And what happened there was a sign of some desperate young people who had encountered everything that the world had to offer and they came up short and it was not enough and now they're desperate. Jesus, just one more song. I want to stay in your presence. Just one more word from the Lord. Just one more encounter with Jesus. How many are desperate this morning for a life-changing encounter with Jesus? You see, uh, many times once we get saved, we lose that sense of desperation. We lose that sense of that we need to press in and we need to get a hold of God and we need to grow to a deeper depth and a higher height and we need to be filled every day, somebody say every day, with His Spirit. How many desperate people are in this house today? How desperate are you? You see, if you want Jesus to stop, you got to have an attitude that says, I need you, Jesus. Yeah. That's the kind of attitude that you got to have. Please don't pass on by Jesus. Uh, when I was at a Promise Keepers convention one time, and, and they had a special service just for the worship leaders and just for the pastors before the Promise Keepers convention. And an old black gentleman stood up in the back and he began to sing a spiritual song that I had never heard of. And the Spirit of God began to move upon that house. And before long, everybody's standing, everybody's raising their hands. And there's a Presbyterian man leading the service and he doesn't know what to do because there's tongues, there's interpretation. And that old black gentleman just began to sing out. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, in my humble cry. For while on others thou art calling to not pass me by. There was a hunger and a thirst that came over that congregation. I don't know about you, but I've had enough of, I'm going to call it Jesus parades, like the gospel, like the message said. And I desperately need more of Jesus. 
Nothing else will do. Nothing else will satisfy. I need more of him. Do I have any desperate people in the house this morning? You see, I didn't come for the Jesus parade. I know that there was some great singing and some great fellowship, but is anybody desperate for more of Jesus? Is anybody willing to cry out, Son of David, have mercy upon me? Is anybody willing to stop the parade and say, I need more of Jesus? Is anybody ready for a divine visitation? That's what Bartimaeus did. He said, I've got to get to Jesus. I, I'm blind and I don't know how to get to him, but I know that he can see me. And maybe if I make enough noise, he will stop. Maybe if I cry out and he was worshiping, don't get me wrong. He was saying and he was recognizing Jesus as the Messiah of Israel. He was saying, Jesus, thou son of David, he is the Messiah. He is the King. He is the Lord of glory. And he was worshiping him. And Jesus stops when we worship. His presence. And he stops. And he calls Bartimaeus to him. Now before we get there, we know how Jesus reacted, but what did the crowd do? He said, shush. just like each and every one of us were before we met Jesus. Here. That's the crowd's reaction. And this morning, I just want to tell you, pardon me if I get loud. Pardon me if I get excited. And can I tell you, I'm sorry if I offend you and I get loud and I get boisterous, but Jesus is in the house and we're in his I have a desperate need in my life. We do not recognize our desperation. It's all good. No, it's not. I need more of Jesus. So people might not like it. They might try to calm you down, but just tell them, don't trust me. Jesus is here. I'm going to recognize him for who he is. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to cry out to him. I have an appointment with Jesus and I'm not going to miss it. Amen. We had every excuse to not be here today. Power out still in more places than it's on. But we had an appointment with Jesus. How many feel his presence here? Don't test me. Don't tell me not to worship him. 
you don't know the cost that I paid to be here today. You don't know the cost of my life for the anointing that is upon it. Look at your neighbor and say, don't shush me. I, I come to lift him up. I come to give him honor. And I don't want him to just pass on by because my need is urgent. My need is desperate. And I want us to see this. Can, can I borrow your jacket, Rick? Bartimaeus. He's in his beggar's robe, his beggar's garments. They identify him as a blind man who has the authority by the state to ask the people passing by to help him. So Bartimaeus was not out of alignment with what the government said. He simply found that money would not solve his problem. Amen. Woo, man. That's I'm going to say it again. Money will not solve your problem. Here's the problem. Don't say anything. Just be quiet. You're interrupting uh, what's going on. And Jesus calls him. Jesus is calling each one of us. He's calling those who don't know him as Lord and Savior to come to an initial encounter with Jesus. But he's also calling each one of us into a greater relationship. And here is Bartimaeus. He's crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowd's like, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus calls him. And, and, and I, I, I just have a creative imagination. I, I see him begin to peel off that garment. And underneath that garment, let me tell you, I've done some research. Underneath that garment of a beggar was nothing but his underwear. But he did not care because he was desperate. Hear me. Hear me. He was desperate to get to Jesus. There he had lost the point of having any pride in his life. But we do want to see you get desperate enough for Jesus to peel off the old garment. To peel off the thing that identifies you as uh, something less than Jesus wants you to be. I'm preaching this morning. Peel it off. Get rid of it. Here's part of this. Uh, I, I'm not going to need this anymore. Woo, hallelujah. Tell the devil, I'm not going to need this old garment anymore because I'm about to have a, I'm about to run in this place. An encounter with Jesus Christ and I'm going to be changed forever. Jesus. I may want to just get to Jesus this morning. We just need to get to Jesus. He will answer every need, every desperation in our life. He is the answer. And he peels off that garment. 
And I believe he throws it aside. That's what the scripture says. I don't need this anymore. I'm going to be changed. You cannot hear me. I've been preaching. I'm going to do some teaching right here. You cannot come into God's presence and leave the same. When you have a true encounter with Jesus Christ, you will never walk away the same. He will meet you where you are. It has been on my heart. I've got to get that done this week. And if I don't get it done, somebody come and help me. It's been on my heart for two or three weeks now to change that sign out there that says, Welcome to Cross Point Church to say, Come as you are. I feel it in my spirit. I believe there is a world out, out there that is desperate for Jesus. They don't even know it. And they think they got to clean the old outside self up. They think they got to put on a suit and a tie. They think they got to act all prim and proper, but you don't have to. Bartimaeus came to Jesus in his underwear. We have to lay aside our pride and come to Jesus. Hallelujah. My goodness, I feel this this way.